When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you could save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your moves. If you feel that there's more to life than iPhones, iPads, and mindless consumerism, if you're searching for the keys to unlock your true potential, if you're open to receiving information in all forms in any number of ways, if organized religion, organized political movements, and any form of collectivism just not just quite cut it for you, if you engage in critical thinking, if you think for yourself, if you don't think you're crazy for not agreeing with the herd mentality, if you have peace and love in your heart and Jack Daniels in your bloodstream, if you believe that seriousness is a disease, if you're curious, then come, let us go on a journey together as we explore the outer limits of inner truth. Welcome to... The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. OuterLimitsRadio.com I'm your host, Ryan. Hope you had an unbelievable new year. And hope you didn't have a massive hangover, like some people hosting the show. I want to bring to your attention that we've got a great guest for today. Her name is Miss Marilyn Harper. She's a spiritual healer. And she also channels a being that apparently is a spokesperson for this council of other light beings. There is a spokesperson for this. And on this council is Mr. Jesus, Mr. Buddha, and a couple other familiar faces that we're all familiar with. So, excited to talk to her. I thought the interview went really well. Before we begin the interview with Ms. Harper, I wanted to bring to your attention something that I've been thinking about for a while. And that is this idea that we keep on hearing that, oh, there's going to be some kind of major paradigm shift and humanity is all going to be headed towards this one place. We're all going to raise our vibration. And I don't believe collectively this is going to happen. At least now, not in the foreseeable future. I do believe that individuals have the power within themselves right now to grow themselves and to evolve. And if you work upon yourself and you, you bring more love onto you, you probably influence the people around you. So if you want to make that world a better place, as Gandhi would say, work upon yourself, work within. And that's the whole purpose of the Outer Limits of Truth Radio Show. It is to provide individuals with numbers of uh, tools and information and knowledge that they can seize upon to grow, to explore their own inner, inner realities. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention. And without further ado, the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show proudly presents an interview with Miss Marilyn Harper. Our guest today on the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show is Miss Marilyn Harper, a metaphysical teacher and channeler. You can learn more about her by going to her website at a d i r o n n d a dot com. Miss Harper, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with us today. I am so thrilled to be with you today, Ryan. You have a great show, and I'm excited to be your guest. Thank you. Well, as far as the channeling goes, what kind of spiritual channeler are you? And can you please explain, I mean, do you channel one spirit or is it multiple spirits? Well, that's a great question. I've been asking that question for 16 years. Uh, <laughs> I have, um, and this all came about in 1999 was when I began channeling. And Adiranda uh, is the spokes being for a council of light. And the beings on the council are archangels and ascended masters who have been in physical form on this planet but are no longer in physical form. Adiranda is from the 17th dimension and was a messenger from source energy or God, some people would say, and they were sent here by source energy because the people on this planet were not quite getting it fast enough for the shift of this planet. Uh, I personally am an activator. I mean, when I come into somebody's presence, something kind of shifts around and something gets activated that makes what was previously unacceptable, acceptable. It sort of activates their talents, so, their skills. Well, what, well, and Adirondack what's one example magnifies of that? that energy. Okay, so what's one example you think of? 
um, of this energy being activated? Um, well, if you have, you know, many people, one of the top three questions that people ever ask is, what's my purpose? What's my mission? And just by us coming into your presence, either virtually or online or whatever, we can activate whatever your divine essence is. And and that sort of helps you acknowledge your own true calling. And then we work on a plan uh, that will set in motion whatever your, is your true calling, whatever you're, you're here to do. You know, you know, so many spiritual teachers, as you well know, say, you know, well, you're here to be a widget maker or you're here to do this. Well, you know, that's not my belief. My belief is that you, whatever is in your own highest joy, your own highest good, your own love, that's what you're here to do. And there's a livelihood within that. So somehow we activate like little time capsules in you that whenever it's at the right time you acknowledge and and realize that and start the ball rolling now i also um have the ability to sort of make what was previously unacceptable acceptable meaning you 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 don't believe in any of this stuff okay that's fine i have a lot of women that bring their husbands to me <laughs> you know, because it sort of shifts their thinking when they see that that I'm this regular person, that I have uh, this, you know, gift, this ability to bring messages from a higher realm in that they can understand in real live language, you know. Okay, but when you're presenting these messages and you are to be this avid of change in one way are you infringing upon these individuals by showing them something or are you showing them a perception that they are going to naturally kind of gravitate towards because your conviction in this belief pattern is much stronger than their conviction and their current belief pattern i think i think uh, that's a great question no one has ever asked that question before, Ryan. <laughs> um, you know, I think that what it really happens is with the energy of Adiranda and the Council of Light that have always been called just a team or a company, now in last year they started identifying themselves as a Council of Light. Um, with that energy, it's like we, all of us together, see you we see a person's essence we see truly see who they are we don't put any uh, we only hold the space for them to find out their own true path and their own true calling we don't decide what that true calling is we hold the okay. space for them to acknowledge it and for them to discover it in their own method in their own way uh, you know, we may ask questions um, to help their discovery process, but I don't think that your a person's mission is, or what they're here to be or do is is something that someone else can assign to you. Okay, and you mentioned that there is this council of light. Okay. Have Archangel Michael, Jesus, Buddha. How did this council come to be, and what are some of the standards for getting on the council? And also, if there is a new person that is going to be coming on the council, is there some kind of initiation or like hazing-type ritual for them to get initiated on the council? <laughs> uh, how fascinating. A hazing ritual for a sentence. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they have to do something to prove their loyalty to the council. Like, you know, you've got to cure 100 broken hearts. You've got to make 100 people to stop watching the Big Bang Theory. I know something, some, you know, big trial and tribulation to make you worthy to be on that light council. You know, I, I don't know if there, I don't think that there's a hazing uh, ritual that, that the ascended masters have to go through. When they okay. first came in, um, uh, they the first probably I had never channeled before. I didn't even believe in channeling when they first came in. Um, they uh, they identified themselves. 
the Archangel Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel, Master Jesus, or uh, since I went to Israel, he identified himself as, you know, my real name is Yeshua ben Joseph. So, <laughs> okay, Yeshua. Uh, Lord Buddha, uh, Mother Mary, Kuan Yin, Isis, Osiris, Ra, Babaji, and St. Germain are the original council. Now, since then, uh, Sekhmet has come in, uh, Elohim has come in, and uh, uh, um, when I connect with someone's information in a private session, and I do private sessions all the time, and when I do groups, um, then we connect to all of it. Um, I connect directly to their guidance system. My guidance system, the, the Council of Light, connects directly to their council, uh, their oversoul, if you would. And then we kind of help them get to that information. Um, the only ones that have been added to the council on a consistent level basis have been uh, Elohim, who is another, another name for God. Elohim is uh, 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 the energy, one of the ancient names of source, uh, and but they identified themselves as Elohim. So I, I think it's a part of God, but separate from God, source. Um, then um, Sekhmet came in uh, in the early 2000s and has remained on the council. Sekhmet being the goddess, uh, the destroyer of chaos, um, Egyptian. Um, and she came in the very first time I ever shape-shifted in, during a group session. It's like, uh, it's like you know, once again, I, I, I'm from Missouri. I, I believe you have to show me if, in order for me to believe anything, and so they do. And uh, during a group session, there was, I don't know how many, 20 or 30 people in the room, and, and someone said, we would like to speak with Sekhmet. And Adiranda said, well, Sekhmet has never really been on our Council of Light. And then they said, you know, excuse me for just a minute. And Sekhmet came through. And for the first time, I stood. And for the first time, shape-shifted. And the people that were in the room actually... Wait, you know, can you please explain what is shape-shifting? Yeah, shape-shifting is when you... When a person has the ability to change their physical appearance, meaning um, uh, the shaman, the Peruvian shaman are usually shapeshifters. They can become a bird, they can become a bear, they can become a, a wide variety of, of beings. And I had been told by someone that I had this a tarot reading or some kind of reading with, well, you're a shapeshifter. And it's like, and they also said I was a channeler. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't believe in shapeshifting. I don't believe in channeling. You know, this was in the 90s before all this occurred to me. And um, then when Sekhmet came in, uh, I stood for the first time. And the people in the room saw um, Sekhmet has the body of a woman and the head of a, a lion, Right. And they saw my head transform into the head of a lion. They could see an image of me within the outer extremity of a lion's head. And it's like, I didn't even know that was possible. Jeez, I, I'm sure that um, I want to people can imagine the reaction. I'm kind of curious, what's the purpose of this council? You have this council of light. They all kind of collaborate and I'm, I'm noticing that you have Archangel Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, and you have Jesus. So it seems like you have like a, a number of people coming from, uh, you know, beings associated with Catholicism. And I'm just curious to know, what does this council necessarily do? And do they hold dominion or influence over the earth realm? Or do they have influence and dominion over other dimensions? Well, I don't, I don't think they have dominion over the earth realm, although they do work with the earth realm quite a bit. Their whole purpose here, and Adiranda's purpose here as well, is to help people remember and experience totally and completely what it feels like to be held in unconditional love. And it's their premise that once 
you can experience that energy of unconditional love, you will be shifted forever, maybe, um, within that capacity of, of your own truth. You know, okay. your own your own realm of, of love. You know, the old songs, you know, love is all there is, love heals all. You know, it's really true. Um, and that dominion, you know, I, I never thought of, of Isis and Osiris being related to Catholicism. But, you know, uh, <laughs> maybe they are. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned the, the ISIS or Islam because we have – we regularly talk to Mr. Chung Fu, and Chung Fu is a, it's a channeled being, and Chung Fu regularly mentions Isla on a regular basis, saying that uh, she's a very beautiful, uh, powerful being. And it's incredible that you just bring that up. I'm just curious to know because uh, Chung Fu says that Isla is very, very significant, but – these beings, I mean, I've been going through your site, and you know, it seems that they're here to to help humanity wake up. Like, what are some of the messages that they have for humanity? Are they disappointed with humanity? Are they are a lot of these uh, celestial beings surprised that humanity isn't in, in a more compassionate and more loving state with one another? Being the fact that we are full blown in the information age, where we can look at each other and look at every single person on the planet and know that every single person on the planet. It's just another human being. So I'm just kind of curious to know what their thoughts are. Well, it, it's it's pretty interesting. We have ISIL, uh, ISIL, not IS, ISIS, not ISIL. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we want to be careful. Um, yep. Came in, we do a double digit each month. And uh, it's on the, the double digit of the month, like the 443322, you know. Um, and uh, she came in directly. It's the only time she's ever come in directly for a whole hour-long message. And... She, you know, commented about and was very, very strong about her position here and what the people that were taking her name in vain with this terrorist organization. And she said, you know, there will be repercussions. And within a few days, Russia began, you know, bombing the heck out of Syria. <laughs> um, so uh, I think that that is one aspect. Um I think that I, I don't think that the council is disappointed in humanity. I think they're helping humanity learn that it's it's possible to be present, that it's possible to love your neighbor even if you disagree with your neighbor, that it's possible to honor people's differences, that that's one of the things that makes this planet wonderful is we've got so many different kinds of people but you don't have to kill somebody because they are different just like even though you may not like your sister-in-law you don't have to be mean to her because her energy is different than your energy love her right where she is and and i think that that's that's what they really would like i know when master yeshua um, the first time Jesus came through in a channeling directly, uh, it was a group session. It was in like 2004, 2005. Um, and he had a very specific message for someone in the group. After the group, uh, this I overheard this person, and the council is kind of always with me, but I overheard this person telling someone else, well, you know, Jesus talked to me. I see he didn't talk to you. And they never, ever identified themselves. No one on the council identified themselves until 5-5 of 2014 when I, after I came back from Israel. And when, when Jesus came through, Yeshua came through, he, he, he actually physically wept. And um, I wept because he keeps my energy inside of his instead of stepping aside like I do with Adiranda and the rest of the council. And just to feel that much love was so foreign to me. It was it was just amazing. But he wept because so much destruction had been done in his name. And so many people had been killed because of his teachings. And, you know, 
I, I don't think the council are disappointed with the people on this planet. I think they really want to help. And, and, and that's really their intention. But when you say they really want to help, I mean, this is coming from an observ- one person observation. I do not speak for the, uh, all the people on our program. I, I sense that I don't know if they can help. I don't know if humanity collectively can be helped. And speaking with some of our other great guests we've had on our program, I'm starting to see a bit of a picture where it seems that there are individuals that come on this earth. They're at a very high vibration. They offer great teachings. And it's they seem to be like an exit. Like if you are here, there is a way that you can evolve out of this place. But collectively speaking, I don't know. I don't. I, I can't see the vibration of millions, of not billions of people, all kind of gravitating at a higher level. It seems that if you really want to seize this opportunity to grow, it's up to you. It's like you have to take advantage of it because waiting for collective humanity to grow. I don't know. It, it seems that it's getting pulled more and more into the darkness. When you have this information age and you have so many people that are able to control it, and then you have people that are, I'd say collectively, not engaging their um, their collect, uh, critical thinking skills. Do you foresee it that way? Do you see it that way that we are there just maybe a limited amount of people or can everyone actually ri- ri- um, rise? Well, I believe that it's possible for I, – I choose to think that as many as possible can rise. Yes, okay. there is definitely an opposition to the light energy. Uh, when I was in Israel on a three-week tour in um, October of this year, or last year, 2015, um, uh, every single place we went, and we had 300 of us light workers, and every single place we went within 30 minutes to 24 hours, there were riots that broke out. The, the dark energy was pushing back. You know, we would bring in the light, we would shift the consciousness, and the dark energy would push back. So I I do honor, I do understand what you're saying, and I know that. But, you know, I can't, I I can't get caught, I don't watch the news anymore. Mm. Um, I can't get caught up in what appears to not be happening. I only know what my task is, and my task is to gather and bring and ignite and awaken as many people as I possibly can. We started with a million people. I've gone way beyond that to awaken a million people. And, and I, and I, I, this is, this is my job. This is what I'm here to do. Um, is so if I can get to as many people as possible, you know, I can't guarantee what will happen. But I still have to. You're just going to do whatever you can. I mean, exactly, exactly. I right. can't, I can't change the world, but I can change one person, and that one person can change another person. And you know that whole multiplication. Right. So we get as many people. That's right. We want to put as much positive energy out there as possible. Now, in our current reality, three-dimensional reality, there's something called. I mean, you have a particle, you have an antiparticle, you have a positive, you have a negative. So every Thing that is out there has a counterpart to it and what I'm going to ask you is that you have this council of light are these beings in a dimension or dimensions that do not require a counterpart to them because if they were in three dimension you had a very high vibrational frequency I would imagine that you would have the opposite of a very negative vibrational frequency and I'm kind of curious to know is is there a council of darkness that is there to balance out this council of light? Or is this council of light, again, in a different reality, in a different dimension where counterparticle or the antithesis is not required? You know, the, I love the way you interview. That's a great question. Once Thank again, you. never been asked that question. Um, I believe that in most instances where there's light, there's dark, that there is the the positive and the negative. I also know that Adiranda is not a part of that dimension. Adiranda is from the 17th dimension. And therefore, Adiranda gathered an energy or a council, as it would be, 
of beings that there is no or very little antithesis for. Um, when you go down the line of those that have identified themselves in the council, um, you know, uh, what's the opposite of Buddha? What's, you know, the opposite well, of course, but then at the same time, you've got Sekhmet, who is a positive and a negative energy within herself. Um, you've got Babaji, who is not in physical body, but comes in about every 100, 150 years into a physical body for a time to carry that light. What is the antithesis of that? Um, I'm not, I'm, I don't know. I think that would be a question for Adiranda to ask. I don't feel uh, when we are channeling that there is a dark energy that is pushing back. They hold, okay. they hold a very, very strong energy of protection because we do groups of, you know, up to a thousand or more. And they very hold, they're able to hold that protective circle, bubble, energy, octahedron, whatever, around every single person that is there. Now, just saying that says that there's something out there that they want to separate from. That they want, that they hold, when, when we say they hold that energy of protection, obviously there's a, an energy out there that they would like to acknowledge and yet stay separate from. Does that make sense? Okay. Am yes. I using all my words here? <laughs> yes, it does make sense. And, you know, I guess one of the questions I'm sure some of our listeners are asking, is that 17th dimension, we're in the third dimension. What are some of these other dimensions in order to get to 17th? <laughs> is there any way to describe what is the 17th dimension like? Is there, are there no lines at the DMV at 17th dimension? Like what are some of the things that one can look forward to to aspire to to get to the 17th dimension. You know, it's it's really interesting. Once again, I didn't know that there were 17 dimensions when Adiranda <laughs> came in and said we're from the 17th dimension. Uh, however, I I before they came in, I had been dreaming about this place over and over and over again. And the 17th dimension, there, it's my understanding there's actually 144 dimensions that are going on simultaneously to this dimension. Now, scientists have proven that there's, I think, 11 dimensions now that are going on simultaneously, and they've said that there's more. Um, the, you know, fifth dimension, where are many people that believe that the Earth is in the fifth dimension right now, um, that's always a question for discussion. Uh, fifth dimension is that dimension of more instant manifestation. Uh, eighth dimension is the dimension of knowingness, where where you know you would have that uh that energy that that frequency of of knowing what your guidance is knowing that you are where you are and being able to hear thoughts and ideas from other people the 13th dimension i've been familiar with is a a, a sensory sort of feeling the 17th dimension is a, a part of um and again, all I have to go on is what I'm, what I am, what people have asked at Aranda. Uh, a 17th dimension is a part of the, the Blue Planet series, which is another galaxy. Um, and it is, everything on it is in different shades of blue. That's where I want to go. Blue is my favorite color. <laughs> I want to be, I'm making a show note. That's where I'm going to. Well, you could be uh, travel there. I I guess I don't even know how this is possible, but before Adirondack came in, I traveled there at night and did healing work and energy work and left my body on this planet. And I went there. I would wake up in the morning feeling like I'd worked all night, <laughs> and and I brought back certain conscious memories. And therefore, when Adirondack first came in, and and the person that was helping me open that channel said, you know, well, what is the seven, if you're from the 17th dimension, what's that look like? And they, they described it. And I listened to the recordings and I thought, oh, 
that's my dream. That's what I've been dreaming about. You know, <laughs> the vegetation and and everything. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's it and well, it is pretty. It's a it's a powerful place. Seventeenth dimension is a dimension of healing energy, and we're actually working in more coherency with that right now. I'm developing a a new technique that they're telling me I have done in the 17th dimension and I'm bringing back here. I call it holographic healing. And you are the very first person on the radio that I've told about that. Uh, oh, there you go. Listeners exclusive. <laughs> we, we got another exclusive. You know what? Um, I want to bring somebody to your attention because we, we, again, a lot of people have talked about, oh, you know, the earth is going to the fifth dimension and the, the vibration is rising. And I have to say, I'm the, I'm the Debbie Downer. I'm the one that's going to come on and say, I think the frequency of the earth is actually becoming lower. And I'll explain my reasoning for this. So you can tell me what your thoughts are, what you're feeling about it. You would think that, okay, you're going to manifest something. You're going to go from thought to reality and you're going to manifest something. Well, how are you able to do that when you have tyranny and you have so much surveillance upon the people and making it more difficult and how do you have greater harmony among the animals and nature when humanity is infringing upon it and pushing upon it you know needlessly slaughtering animals for food or for whatever products they need and then you've got the exploitation of the earth between the natural resources you have all these things that are going on so it seems that humanity there's an infringement upon humanity there's an infringement upon the animals there seems to be an infringement upon the uh, very nature of uh, you know nature itself, so I'm curious to know how does Earth a maintain a higher vibrational frequency, and how do these manifestations happen when you've got you know so much crud, so much interference by let's say even a small percentage of the people on the planet who are pushing and pushing their you know finger down upon the natural order of things. So what exactly is your question? <laughs> oh, the question I'm asking is, is Earth actually having a lesser vibration? Are we actually becoming a less, a lower density vibration instead of a higher vibration? Because you said Earth is going into the fifth dimension and it's evolving and that it's going bigger and that it's becoming a higher frequency. And uh, the external reality from what I observe the world and see things, it seems that a higher yeah. vibration is the opposite right i think i really believe that it is going to a higher vibration and i think that that's why a, a, another energy and opposite opposing energy is pushing back harder um i believe that uh there are uh, m there's more people i mean there's more channels now than ever before on the earth there's more i think there's more people that are acknowledging that that it is possible to evolve it is possible to shift our consciousness it is possible to to move from a a, a physical dimension into a more non-physical dimension and i believe that all that is is possible and it only takes a, a small group of people to start shifting that feeling on a larger scale. Um, I believe that people, all people, are searching for something to help them feel good about themselves, help them feel better about themselves, are searching for something outside or inside of themselves that is uh, a, a, a powerful energy of of love or truth that they can relate to, and uh, and I think that with that search comes the answer. With that search comes the the frequency of positivity. Uh, I think with that search also comes. The energy of pissosity. Let's try that to engage that type of energy. Yeah, it's um. it's it's like that. What you were saying, that opposing energy. Uh, you know, when when Adiranda first got here, um, they said, you know, pay attention to the numbers, pay attention to the messages because you're bring being brought messages that is. Uh, uh, 
an energy that is beyond your physical English language or any language that is a numerological language. And uh, within months, uh, Doreen Virtue came out with her first, her book on angel numbers. And it's like, well, there you go. <laughs> and, and, you know, in, in that capacity, they said in their, one of their first transmissions that at 1111 AM is a powerful time of manifestation. So send healing energy out at 1111. And they've been telling people that for 15 years now that set your alarm at 1111 and say a little prayer for the planet, say an energy of healing for the people on the planet, you know, a positive force to come out. And I believe if, if everybody on the planet had, or a lot of people on the planet had an alarm that goes off at 1111 in the morning and they just took a moment to breathe into the stillness of love, then things would shift. Um, I mean, they've been saying that since 1999, and about five years ago, my uncle, who is uh, an Assemblies of God, very, very fundamental, uh, sent me an email and said, say a little prayer for the planet at 1111. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, it, you got to it comes around, you know, it, it goes oh. around, and and I I believe that you can you can choose to hold the energy while there's really nothing that we can do. It's all going to be going to pot anyway. It's going to be in the darkness and the energy is pushing back. So we might as well throw in the towel or you can hold the vibration that, that there is a positive, positive right. energy, that there is energy that is bigger than us and within every cell in our body, that there is something that, that, that represents total and complete goodness. And that can grow just as much as anything else can grow. And that's, well, that's kind of my intention. That's, that's a great intention. And Ms. Harper, I mean, you, I think that there's sometimes there are people in certain uh, movements like New Age movement, they, they want to keep everything you know, hyper positive and that there's no negative. But it almost feels that if you don't acknowledge the negative, you don't acknowledge the challenge of, a, of even a sinister presence, like you, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're making yourself blind. You're not uh, – fully grasping something. I don't know. It just well, seems like you have to acknowledge it a little bit. Exactly. You know, the dark defines the light and the light defines the dark. I mean, that's also the law of the universe. It is, it is a universal law. So I think, and I, I understand, you know, I, I, I talk with lots of people and so many people say, Oh, I don't believe in anything that's not light. I don't acknowledge it. So therefore it does not exist. Well, you know, that's just not true. <laughs> I, you know, there is opposing energies on the planet. There is. I respect them. I send them love. And I love them. I don't have to allow them to move through my body. That is my that's a very That's a very great way of thinking about things. And Ms. Harper, I want to remind everyone about your website real quick. It's A-D-I-R-O-N-N-D-A dot com. You've got a lot of great uh, products on your site, and as far as your like meditation CDs, what are some of the most profound products? Actually, what are some of the greatest tips you can offer people at this point right now you know, who wish to evolve, who wish to uh, improve their lives? You know, I, it seems so simple, but it really there's there's three things that I have found that have made a huge difference in my life and in the lives of thousands of other people. Um, one is meditation. Sit in the stillness. You know, I, when I started meditating, I, because that's what, you know, Deepak Chopra, that's what Wayne Dyer, that's what Oprah, that's what everybody said, meditate. Okay, okay, so I would sit for, in the silence and and everything on my body would itch, you know. I would get wiggly, the phone would ring, the cat would jump on me, everything would interrupt me. And somebody said, well, set a timer. And I would worry about what time it was. Um, set a timer. So I set a timer, and I gave myself five minutes of stillness and breathing. And uh, it, it made a huge difference. Um, and now I am an avid meditator. That is one of the things we have... Um, 
I actually do 21-day programs that are recorded, that are done with a live audience. Uh, and I get on the phone with people every day for 21 days. And then we create a product after that. We have um, two of them are available on our website. One is 21 Days to Freedom from Addiction and Habits. And it is, Ryan, I, I have to say, it's one of the most profound things that I believe I've done in 15 years. That's great. There was, I don't know, hundreds of us online together that formed the energy of this product. And I work with a musician that put the live meditations to music. And um, it, what we do is we literally go into the body uh, and, and shift the programs in the brain that are controlling addiction and habits. I'm, it's it's powerful, powerful program. Another one is 21 Days to Optimal Health. Once again, a live program that was recorded live that we've created a product for. And that was where holographic healing came in, where we went into the organs of the body and we released the imbalance in your pancreas with sugar. Um, we released the... Uh, uh, portion of the brain that controlled uh, cerebral palsy we released the cleared out the mac macular degeneration i mean it, it has it has powerful results so those two products are are well any of our meditation cds you know another thing that that really makes a difference in my life are spiritual retreats and, you know, we get so caught up in our day-to-day, our -day, listening to the news, what's going on in our world, feeling that energy that's pushing back, right? That mm -hmm. a community of people that gather together with a spiritual consciousness in mind, they are able to then take that spiritual consciousness back to their home and and connect with people in a whole new way, which that is like the domino effect, right? That's how the world's going to change. And so, you know, those are just a few of the products that we have. Right now we're doing a, a we're, I mean, I don't know when this is going to air, but we have a, a program that going to Peru in May of this year. We're going to Israel again. You know, some of us just keep forgetting to go back to Israel. Well, yeah, and, and what's great is that we can go. Yeah, we can go right on your site. You've got a lot of you know upcoming events we can all learn about. And I'm just curious, would it be possible to speak with Adirana for a few quick minutes? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, and I, before you go into the channel, is it okay if I um, offer a nomination for the for the Light Council just to consider? Sure. Okay, excellent. What do you mean by offer a nomination? Well, you know, you, you know, when they say, okay, well, somebody so is going to get an award. Well, somebody suggests the, to the committee that, that so 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 get nominated. There are actually uh, two people I can think of that could uh, be of great benefit to that light council that could really get things and take it to the next level. Just something to consider. Uh, absolutely, I'll let you take that up with Adaranda. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> So I'm going to do just a, uh, just a little short meditation to kind of step sure. aside, and Adiranda will come in, and you'll notice a little shift in the energy, and okay. uh, then we'll go from there, okay? Okay, thank you. I deliberately clear and seal this space on all sides, all directions, above and below, around myself and now anyone, around anyone who listens to this recording now or in the future. And I fill that space with source and followers of source from the light. Hmm. Ah, so it is a good day to you, eh? I introduce myself. Our names are Adaranda. Very good to make your acquaintance, Master Ryan. 
Absolutely. It is a pleasure yes. to have it's you with us, Adorana. The pleasure is all ours. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I want to thank you for being with us. I want to thank Miss Marilyn Harper for being with us. And I want to just ask you something, a couple of quick questions. First off, you're the spokesperson for this council. Where do you think that humanity right now, what can individuals do from your perspective that can accelerate the light that can accelerate the celestial energy into the world in order for this world to improve, to get to this beautiful celestial place where we have less darkness and less uh, darkness. Well, that is basically. a wondrous question, Ryan. We, you understand that the vessel Maryland mentioned it, that it is 11-11, is a time of instant manifestation. If all beings on the planet just took a moment at 11.11 a.m. or 11.11 p.m., either one, and just breathed light, breathed love into even the peoples that are around them in their environment, that would begin shifting. But what we see is for us to help you and others remember or simply be the light that they are. We are not interested in helping them remember their past lives or anything of that. That is parallel entertainment. But you see, the beings on this planet and other planets are a part of a light frequency that is evolving through the dimensional realms that have never actually been done before. And so with that energy, holding the light is a part of that developmental frequency. When you are able to, to encounter energy that is opposing that light and still maintain the light, like the Buddha, like the Master Yeshua, like the great teachers of this planet and other planets, that is what we are here to help as many beings as possible be able to uh, energize, be able to have that frequency that no matter what happens, no matter where the environment is going, no matter how many drivers in their cars get upset and salute them, that they still maintain that light. Okay. And my understanding is that you are the spokesperson for this Council of Light. Would it be possible to give you two suggestions for your counsel, just to ponder and possibly review. Yes, absolutely. Okay. First one is a gentleman named Mr. Stuart Wilde. He departed from the physical reality in 2013. In his time, he was considered one of the greatest metaphysical teachers in humanity's history. He was full of love. He was full of light. He had an amazing sense of humor. He related to millions of people this is the type of person that can relate to the average individual. If you're trying to get these people out there that may not have the highest vibrational frequency, but they can laugh, and you want to have somebody that can relate to the average person, Stuart is a fantastic ambassador, and he really got a lot of people um, to explore themselves. So he's a very funny individual, full of light, and he, I think he'd be great for you. Second person is actually a spirit named Mr. Chung Fu, what we call old Chinese. Wonderful spirit. We've spoken with Mr. Fu several times. He's got a very great heart, always got a great sense of humor, and uh, he seems to also know Michael very well. See Michael very well. Beautiful, beautiful spirit. And I, I'd like to bring him to your attention as well because he's got an incredible ability. So I think both these two individuals, if you guys are all working together, whatever it takes to achieve the greater goal. Well, we love the fact that you are nominating energies for our Council of Light. We, we honor that energy. Dearest, dearest Ryan, you are your own being of light and you are bringing such a tremendous service to this planet. Stuart Wilde, we love him. He is so power-filled. We are con have connected to his energy before we have connected through the council and his energy before. And we will bring his energy through at some point in time. But it is 
it, very powerful in that connection. Chong Fu, eh, we are not familiar with Chong Fu, but we will certainly explore out in the realms Chong Fu uh, and Chong Fu's message. Because you see, it is as you speak the name Chong Fu, we resonate with the same vibration, just as when you speak uh, Yeshua or Archangel or or many of the great teachers, we have a vibrational acknowledgement of whether it is yes, whether it is no, whether it is possible. We see the vibration is very positive when you speak the name of Chong Fu, uh, and we will certainly explore that energy more easily. As Stuart Wilde, Stuart is such a, a tremendous being of light, and Stuart has the capability to ignite that humor within someone that opens up their heart chakra. You know, when a person laughs, their heart chakra immediately pops open and their guides can go in and do the soul work that is necessary to be done. So very powerful. And we thank you for that uh, suggestion, eh? Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for thank you for receiving the suggestion. And uh, please uh, let Mr. Wild know next time you guys sit down, uh, talk, you know, go to the uh, whatever you guys go to. Please uh, send him our best. Yes. I'll know we're thinking about him. Yes, we will, and we will uh, connect his energy to your energy because you know that you, the two of you are connected. Yes. I, I hope so. I, I like to think that anything that he did, uh, if he, he brought a lot of peace and love into this world, and it's an honor to even uh, consider working with him or helping facilitate his message or any other person's message that wants to bring peace into this world. Ah, yes. And that is a part of your service, is to bring that peace into the world. And uh, we know that Stuart and uh, Master Chung Fu we're a part of that uh, energy as well, as are we, as well as our, as our council or our council of light, as they have now identified themselves. So they are expanding, eh? Yes. Uh, I, I mean, hope so, yeah. Can I ask you one more question? Yes. All right. From your perspective, you are in the 17th dimension. i love to know what the 17th dimension is like. And from your perspective, you're in the 17th dimension and you're looking at Earth. Is there anything you look and observe humanity right now and just kind of shake your head and say, I can't believe that they're still doing that or I can't believe that they believe that? Is there anything about humanity that you find collectively funny? So I guess it's a two-part question. I wanted to know what the, what's the 17th dimension like and what is it about humanity that kind of makes you want to shake your head and I don't know, make, make a laugh at us? The 17th dimension, we believe that you have been there. You, Master okay. Ryan, have been there. It is a, a blue era. It is the air carries a, a blue frequency, a blue vibration. And when we drove through the area around the United States, the area around Davis, California, where you've got these rolling hills that are golden with green vegetation, it looks like that, only it is... Uh, all in different shades of blue, and the vegetation is more rubbery. Uh, the building structures are low and close to the ground, and there is energy that has formed a doorway, and they can be locked or closed, but it looks to be wide open, even though you may not be able to pass through. It is the dimension of pure healing energy, um, meaning that those that uh, go there or work there or play there they have a, a specific vibrational frequency that moves through their body, whether they are in human form or not. Uh, we, the beings that are native, if you could call it that, to that dimension have evolved beyond a physical state. In other words, in, when I, Aronda, was in the 17th dimension before we entered through this earth dimension, through our sweet vessel, Maryland, and we are mist or a, a, a different color of, you might call it a fog or, or uh, an energy that, that shifts in color but has no form to it. Uh, that is who we are and what 
we look like in a bit about the 17th dimension. Now, when we look at the earth from that dimensional realm, we see a, a, a planet that is a blue planet, a, a planet that is trying to evolve beyond where it has been. We see tremendous beings of light that are shifting the consciousness of the teachings of this planet. And then we see tremendous beings that are opposing the light. And yes, sometimes we look at the energy in the Middle East and just shake our, our mist <laughs> to, to think, what, what in the world? Can, can you not get over yourself? Can, can you not? Yeah, just just get over that war. Exactly, because they are fighting <laughs> over the same thing that they were fighting for three thousand years ago. Jeez. And and there's no there's no right or wrong to it. They have all owned the piece of property that they're fighting over. All have owned <laughs> that at one time or another. So they might as well stop and just have a, a timeshare. Yes, you own that land in your previous life. That's, that's funny. And, and when, that is why we are directing our sweet vessel, Maryland, to bring people back to that part of the world over and over again. Because the more we do, the higher the vibrational possibility ranges. And we, as you ask her, is there any possible hope for this planet? Yes. Yeah. Yes, there is. Okay. There is a possible There's hope for this planet. We do not. Yes, there is a, a possible destruction of this planet. However, we've already passed through many of their predictions that were predicted years ago that, well, this planet is going to break apart or end at this level or that level. So we are making progress, you see, dearest one. Do you want to ask you one more question? You probably going to think it's a little silly, but you you said that I was in the seventeenth dimension, and then I, I'm in the earth dimension. So to go from seventeen to the earth dimension, that's quite a drop in dimensions. Did I do something like really messed up in that dimension? Did I get caught with um with the president of the dimension spouse or something that they banished me to the third dimension? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if it were so? I just don't know. I mean that 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 seems that that seems a bit of a drop. I figured I'd be if I was in the seventh dimension, I'd go to the eighteenth and nineteenth. You know, progress. It seems like I took a little bit of a step back. Well, dearest, and is it is this radio show penance for what I did? It is not. It's just radio show enlightenment. <laughs> okay. So it is not quite in that capacity. You see. The way we see the dimensions, and this may not be how the scientists see them, we do not know, we do not care. Uh, the way we see them is the dimensions are going on simultaneously. You, as an enlightened being, can slip between the dimensions without lowering your vibration or raising your vibration. You are moving into that dimensional frequency as you just as you are moving into this dimensional frequency as you. You learn things in the 17th dimension or the whatever dimension, and you bring them back to this dimension to help raise the vibration of this dimensional frequency You to, by raising the dimension of the people, by raising the frequency of the people. Your premise, your purpose here is to educate enlighten, inspire, entertain, and to help people think about what it is that they're doing. Yes? Okay. Uh, if that's what I, – I, I can't say with certainty, but um, I, if, that's what we're, if that's what I'm supposed to do, if that's what we're supposed to do, it's a great pleasure and joy to do it. Yes, and, and by doing that, you bring some of that energy from the 17th dimension or other dimensions that you travel to back into the earth dimension to help others realize that there are greater avenues out there. Now, in this frequency that the earth is right now, the dimensional veils are thinner than they ever have been. You can actually lose something into another dimension and then call it back to you. Like, you know, you set your keys on the table and you come back and your keys are gone. They went into a different dimension. Exactly. If you feel them in your emotional body, 
what it feels like for you to find them. That will bring that back, their keys back into this dimension. You see, the emotional body of the human being is so magnanimous that it it transcends many of the galaxies. Now, this may be too way far out for your show, but it's called Outer Limits, yes? <laughs> That's right. Well, well, look, don't worry. We'll go as far out as we can go. You see, many of the other galaxies, their beings have evolved beyond emotion to where they, they do not, they do not, they've evolved beyond love. They've evolved through and beyond emotion and they have found that the emotion is is what keeps their their people their beings from being extinct so they have sent messengers back to this planet to learn what that emotion is all about are you still there yes okay uh, to learn what that emotion is all about. Sometimes the energy gets very high and things come in. <laughs> um, uh, but so in that capacity, that is why uh, the emotional body of the earth being is, is such a power-filled teacher because it is unusual in many of the other galaxies. Do you understand what we say? Yes, that this is a unique place for evolution. Yes. Highly unique, it seems to be. Like. Yes, and, and many many individuals on this planet, you think, uh, well, we're not very evolved. <laughs> it's very dense, very... Oh, you should see, the, you should see the, the TV shows that people watch down here, the ones that make it to the top ten. You've got to wonder what people are doing, what they do for entertainment. They'll make you scratch your head. Well, you, do you understand why <laughs> they do that? Did, yes, because to punish people. The, to punish other people. <laughs> very, very, exactly. <laughs> oh, we've got it all figured out, Master Ryan. It's karma. No, I'm so kidding. I don't know why they do see, it. What happens when know. someone gazes at the television set, and we can't really say that it's this, the best way to do it, but any repetitive motion causes one's vibration to shift. So when they gaze in the television set and see what you call the Big Bang Theory, the oh my God, yeah, I what mean, seriously. happens is is their vibration is shifting, and it is almost a form of meditation when they just stare mindlessly into something that is mindless, and it gives their eyes something to focus on. So we are trying to figure out how you can create a, a, a television show that is entertaining, enlightening, inspiring, and shifts the consciousness to a higher vibration instead of the lower vibration. I'm going to say something. I think I figured it out. It's called reality because you, you can walk around, travel different places. You get, you get you know infinite number of shows. There's no breaks. Graphics are great. I don't know. That's just that's yes. just thinking for a second. Well, I don't know. I want to thank you. Thank you so much for being with us. And I also want to let you know and let your council know that the Outer Limits of Inner Truth radio show supports your efforts for peace. For love, you're more than welcome to come back on our program anytime. Anyone else on the council are more than welcome to come in on our show, talk. It would be an honor to have you. It would be an honor to have uh, Miss Marilyn Harper back with us. Well, dearest Master Ryan, it is our pleasure to be here with you. And, and at some point, some of the members of the council will speak uh, directly to you and come in as they choose. They do not necessarily identify themselves because that's the ego that wants to know that. But we will also take into consideration uh, Master Stuart Wilde. We love his energy. And Chung Fu, we are looking forward to encountering. Oh, we'll send you Mr. Fu's archives. We, yes. We've done uh, two interviews with Mr. Fu. Tanya, you get to cancel together. You sit down. You have some tea. He's got some great things to say. Uh, that would be wonderful with us. Dearest, we will return you to our sweet vessel, Marilyn. We Blessings and peace. We honor you. Honor you. Dearest Master Ryan, we love you. Love you too. And we see who you are. And we honor you even more. We bid you namaste.
Namaste. <laughs> wow, Miss <laughs> Arbor, that w- that was intense. That was wow. You know what? I, people are listening right now. I don't know what they're feeling, but I'm talking and I feel my head shaking. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty wild. It was very beautiful, very beautiful. Thank you so much for doing that. And I want to tell you that I really, hopefully, our listeners enjoy this interview because it was amazing. I thought you brought a lot of great points, and we definitely want to have you back. Um, Ms. Harper, we can learn more about you by going to your website at A-D-I-R-O-N-N-D-A dot com. And um, thank you so much for being with us today. You know, it's my pleasure. It's my honor. <laughs> it's my joy. I love it. Thank you so much yeah. for having me today. Okay, everyone. That concludes today's edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth radio show. Special thanks to our great guest, Miss Marilyn Harper. Special thanks to our virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Laura Lynn, Miss Lisa Caza, and Miss Constance Dallas. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Tooth Radio Show, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. Till the next time we meet, my friends, wishing upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Have an unbelievable rest of the week, and thank you so much for listening. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can seem intense. Like, breakup R&B intense. I thought you said you loved the sweater that I got you. If you didn't, you could have told me. Geico makes it easy. Just go to Geico.com anytime to update or check your policy. Without all the extra drama. I even had a gift receipt.